Welcome to Freed Up. This is the podcast space where life feels lighter. You know, sometimes life can have us feeling worn out and weighed down, locked up and left out, or just simply looking for more. And if that sounds like you, then you are in the right place. Freed Up has a word for you. I'm your host, Tina Robertson. Today, we're finishing up our exploration of this topic on fear and anxiety. We'll dig deeper into anxiety, even covering anxiety disorders. And if you're wanting all the goods on this very common mental health issue, this is the space for you today. We've got a lot to cover, so we'll get started in no time. Hey, Freed Up friends, we are back again to finish up this conversation and focus on fear and anxiety. It's not like we won't talk about it ever again on the podcast, but this space is where I hope to unpack all the goods on these two emotions that often take us to task. So first, let me ask you an important question. Have you listened to episode 42 yet? That's the most recent episode that is part one on this topic. And so while it's not a prerequisite to this one, it has tons of important foundational content for framing what we're gonna talk about today. But before I get started with more on this subject, Can I just say, y'all, where did this year go? It went by so fast after about June or so, right? And I, for one, just being honest, I have to say that I really kind of have some mixed emotions about the year coming to a close. Am I by myself in this? Because I'm in a place where I'm ready for this year to go, and yet I feel like I owe so much to this year by way of my own emotional and spiritual evolution and growth. So I feel so very grateful to God for just all of that. Now, I'm not asking for a repeat of this year by any stretch. I am absolutely not a storm chaser. I like a forecast that is sunny and clear skies and pretty smooth sailing. So um, that's how I like it to roll. But yet I also understand that adversity truly is the building block for our resilience. All of that said, I just wanted to take a moment and ask you to stop right now, whatever you're doing, and I just want you to validate yourself, celebrate yourself, celebrate the courage that you've shown in this year. You know, with the theme of courage on Frida Up throughout this 2020 year, who knew when we started off this year how much we would be called upon in our personal and professional spaces to live out this word in such a real way? And I'm just here to remind you, you are resilient, you are courageous, you are perseverant, and most of all, you are blessed. No matter what it looked like for you to get to this point, through it all, you made it to this place and God gets all of the praise for it. So let's just take a second to say, God, thank you. Thank you for the view from this vantage point. And I know that not everybody feels that same way. There are still some who are really challenged in their emotions right now. If you're still in a place of grief or sickness or some emotional pain that is beyond your ability to feel good in this moment that we just had, I understand. God understands and know that I am praying for you. And I want to offer this word of encouragement to you that is found in Psalm 34. It simply says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues those who are crushed in their spirits. 
that word is for you. May God lift your heart and your head today if that's where you stand. So this is not the way I plan to start part two of this topic on today, but that was just on my heart, y'all, to encourage you and to celebrate you for staying on the path this year. You know, so many other choices you could have made, but you chose to focus on your healing. And for that, I honor you. Well, I want to extend on our conversation about anxiety and fear. Why? Because with all that we've experienced in this year so far, y'all, and what is still happening around us with this exponential spiking of COVID-19 cases, with a vaccine that's on the horizon, with many wondering about its efficacy, with these restrictions that are being mandated yet again that affect our interactions with businesses and others, and with the Christmas holiday coming up where we might be asked to follow the Thanksgiving holiday guidance for travel and for limited gatherings. Listen, it is enough to potentially elevate fear, panic, and anxiety. And I just want us to understand more about these emotions and have some tools and strategies in place to knock them out when they rise up to try to take us out. So let's start with talking about what are some causes of anxiety. And then let's just overview a few of the anxiety disorders. Now, let me say this. Personally, I'm not big on the word disorders, but that's the clinical term used for diagnoses of anxiety and other mental health issues that require clinical support and intervention. So I'm using it, but know that I really struggle with labeling. Um, Though I understand in our profession, we have to use it for ethical treatment purposes. As a matter of fact, experiencing occasional anxiety is a normal part of life, but people with anxiety disorders are just more prone to intensive, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about most situations that occur in their everyday lives, and that can cause panic. And these feelings of anxiety and panic are so intrusive that they interfere with daily activities. They're hard to control, and often they're out of proportion to the actual situation that has triggered the onset of the anxiety. So in the disorder space, it also doesn't seem to go away. It can cause a person to avoid places or situations to prevent the emotions that they just don't wanna feel. So it's important to know that anxiety disorders are not completely understood, but there's strong evidence that links anxiety disorders to risk factors like heightened levels of stress and adverse experiences, including those that result in trauma. You know, people who've endured abuse or other trauma, they might have witnessed traumatic events or had an insecure attachment with their primary caregiver in their childhood. These are folks that are often at a higher risk of developing anxiety at some point in their lives because anxiety is a major feature of trauma. And guess what? We're going to talk about trauma in 2021 in a series, and you'll definitely want to stay tuned to hear more about that. Anxiety disorders can also run in families. They can be associated with drug and alcohol use, and they can co-occur with other mental illnesses. For example, if somebody is experiencing depression, they could also be having bouts of anxiety at the same time. And then also anxiety can occur because of a medical condition. So if you're experiencing anxiety for an extended period of time, it will be important to find out if there's any underlying health issue. If you're already seeing a therapist or are having ongoing anxiety experiences, your therapist may suggest that you see a medical professional to rule out any medical issues. Many times, anxiety can result from 
medical issues like heart disease, respiratory diseases like COPD, thyroid problems, diabetes, or can happen because of withdrawal from certain medications. So a holistic approach to anxiety is very important because identifying the cause of it as best as possible is the most effective way to treat it. We covered this in the previous episode, but the symptoms of anxiety are important to mention again. So some of the physical symptoms of anxiety include having an increased heart rate, breathing rapidly or hyperventilating, feeling fatigued, having headaches, being irritable, having muscle tension and aches, having nausea, bowel problems like diarrhea, maybe you have sweating, trembling and shaking, or being real twitchy. And of course, insomnia is a big feature of anxiety. And then mentally, a person might just have a sense of impending danger or panic or doom. They may feel like that that's present all the time. They might also experience memory problems, difficulty focusing, or having a mind that races and is foggy and stays in a constant state of worry. And so those are a few of the symptoms of anxiety. And with that, I want to shift a bit and talk about a few of the anxiety disorders in detail. So first, I'm going to cover generalized anxiety disorder. And that's really characterized by excessive and persistent worry. And it consists of these primary factors. It's severe. It's disproportionate to the situation. It is worry that is pervasive and pretty much about everything and all the time. And it can feel impossible to control. So this is a disorder that characterizes anxiety being consistent in your life. And then there's social anxiety disorder, which is present when someone has a high level of anxiety, fear, and avoidance of social situations because they might feel embarrassed or self-conscious or think that others view them in a negative light. And by the way, um, you can have more than one anxiety disorder at the same time. Now, what you may not hear as much about are phobias, and you may not be aware that they are also a form of an anxiety disorder. A phobia is an intense fear or a strong aversion to a specific thing or situation. So it's fear that is outside of a normal expected range for a particular object or situation. And with phobias, people tend to have immediate or extreme anxiety when they encounter this feared situation or this object, and they do everything that they can to avoid coming into contact with that thing or that situation. So some examples of specific phobias include like a fear of flying, heights, uh, a fear of specific animals or bugs or reptiles like dogs and spiders and snakes. A phobia could also be of like getting shots or seeing blood or maybe even a vaccine, y'all. We got to figure that whole thing out because I know that there are people who are fearful of that. And then there is agoraphobia. And that is a more intense phobia. It's an anxiety disorder and it involves having an extreme or an irrational fear of not being able to escape a difficult or potentially embarrassing situation. And it causes that person to feel extremely overwhelmed and frightened. This is generally related to a fear of being in open and or crowded spaces. And this particular level of anxiety causes people to avoid situations 
where they might feel panicked, trapped, helpless, or even like they might be humiliated. And in the most severe form of agoraphobia, someone might become homebound. They may not leave their home at all and want to stay inside because it feels safer for them. Okay, Woo. y'all, that was a lot to take in. But here's what I want you to take away from all of this so far. If you've heard anything that sounds like what you're experiencing, know that it's okay to be where you are right now. Anxiety is very common and it is something that is treatable. Anxiety disorders are manageable as well. You don't have to suffer with it or be silent about it. So if it feels out of control for you right now, just say that to yourself and then make it a point to get in touch with your doctor or reach out to a therapist. And I mean this when I say this, if you need help with any of this, please contact me here at Freed Up. The email for contact is always in the description of the podcast episode. You know, over these last few months, I had some anxiety and some panic episodes that required me to contact my doctor and I started back seeing a therapist. So I personally want to encourage you to know that you are not alone and that help is available for you. You only need to reach out and I'm happy to share any help or even more about my own experience. So that's a perfect segue to talk about different treatment options. And then I'll wrap up this episode by sharing a couple of more strategies to add to the ones that we talked about in the previous episode, which is part one on this topic. So anxiety disorders are generally treated with therapy, medication, or both. There are many ways to treat anxiety. And for those who want help, really work with the doctor to choose the treatment that is best. So here's the deal though. Medication does not cure anxiety disorders. They help to relieve symptoms. Medication for anxiety is prescribed by doctors, like your primary care doctor can prescribe those, or even a psychiatrist. Now, the therapy part is going to help address the underlying issues that are triggering the anxiety, the fear, or the phobias. And know this, that not all people who seek out therapy need medication. But if you're on medication, it helps to have some therapeutic support. And most people have a lot of questions about medication. So as a brief overview, and just generally speaking, the most common classes of medications used to combat anxiety disorders are anti-anxiety drugs. Anti-anxiety medications, they really help to reduce symptoms of anxiety, panic attacks, or to really reduce that extreme fear and that worry. Anxiety can also be treated with antidepressant medications and beta blockers. Choosing the right medication, the right medication dosage, the treatment plan, all of that should be done very carefully with your medical provider and should be based on your needs and your medical situation. Here's something else. Don't borrow other people's medication, okay? I just have to say that because that's stuff that happens and trust me, just don't do it. Work with your doctor. So know that your doctor may try several medicines before finding the right one. So be sure you ask a lot of questions. Don't be afraid or ashamed to advocate for yourself if something doesn't seem to be working for you. This is your body. It's your experience. You are partnering with that doctor. Talk with that doctor. Talk with that therapist and make sure it feels good for you and it's working for you. 
Also, it's important to know that many people take medication for anxiety. Okay, so it's pretty common and they don't have to stay on them forever. Some people are on meds for six to nine months and then they're able to scale back from them. And then for others, it may take longer. It really is situational based. But follow the instructions for taking medications. Remember, partner with your doctor for how long you need to stay on meds if you have to take them. And just don't stop abruptly if you actually get on the medication. Many of us have already experienced this, y'all, and God has given us a testimony about how we've gotten through it. So I want you to feel good about the fact that there is help available for you if you choose it. And we truly are walking this path together. All right. So I want to close out with two strategies because our time is getting away. Two strategies for you to try. In our previous episode, I talked with you about more of the physiological approaches to really help calm the nervous system. Deep breathing was one of those we talked about. And that's really important because in panic and in moments of fear, it's hard to do a lot of thinking. So you've got to calm the body down first. You've got to calm your nervous system down. So you need to go back to the previous episode, episode 42, to get the goods on that. And then the second thing we talked about was emotional freedom technique, which is known as EFT or tapping. Tapping is also another physiological approach that does ultimately allow the body and the mind to calm. You got to go back and get that. I want to talk about two strategies right now, very quickly, that are really more of the mind to body approach. And the first one is about reframing our thinking, reshaping the narratives. So this strategy is intended to help you think about what you're thinking about. The fear and anxiety we hold, y'all have thoughts attached to them. So if we're going to manage our anxiety long term, then we need to get a hold on those thoughts and the narratives that we are replaying over and over and ruminating on. So you're going to hear about this over and over again on Freed Up because most mental health issues that we talk about, one of the primary interventions in therapy work is cognitive behavioral therapy. That means that we're working on what we're thinking to change behavior, to change the outcomes. Okay, now some anxiety disorders y'all bring panic on so quickly that it's difficult to deal with the thinking in that moment. And the best strategy for when you're in a panic or a panic attack is to do some deep breathing and settle yourself. And then later you can go back to exploring the thoughts and narratives that might be adding to the fearful and anxious thoughts you may be having. So for some help with this, I want you to listen to a previous episode called Facing Our Thoughts Part Two. That's where I unpack important cognitive behavioral strategies that help to reframe our thoughts. You know, the ones that are negative, worrisome, nagging, anxious, and fearful. So be sure you go back to Facing Our Thoughts Part 2 to get the specifics and the details on how to reframe thoughts and reshape narratives. Now, I want to say something about panic attacks because we haven't really talked about that, but panic attacks are these sudden periods of intense fear that come on quickly and they reach their peak within minutes. And these attacks can occur unexpectedly or they can be brought on by a trigger event, such as a situation of fear or a particular object or a place that is frightening for you. Anxiety attacks look a little differently. Um, they really are more about having some of those 
heart palpitations, some quick breathing, and they usually take time to build up where panic attacks are much more sudden. So there's a slight difference and a little nuance between the two. Now, lastly, there's another mind-body strategy called mindful body scanning. And then as you do this mindful body scanning, you're also going to diary or record your responses. So you can do this to start off your day and see where you are in the morning, also midday and evening. Now, mindful scanning is really about paying attention to and learning more about your body and how it might be responding when it's experiencing some type of anxiety and fear. The more you know your body, y'all, and how it responds when you are anxious, the more you'll be equipped to identify when some of those anxious symptoms may show up in different situations or settings throughout your day or your week. So here is one way you can do body scanning. I'm just going to give it to you. You'll practice it later. You can either do it sitting down or lying down, okay? But the most important thing is to get still and comfortable and close your eyes. Then you'll start by bringing your attention to your body. You can begin noticing if you're sitting down, how your body feels when it's seated in that chair or on the sofa or wherever you're sitting. Or if you're lying down on the floor, you can notice how your body feels on the floor. Is the floor cold? Is there carpet? Um, Just begin to see and feel the sensations that your body is having. And then you're going to take some deep breaths. And as you take these deep breaths, you're going to see and feel yourself relaxing more deeply. And then you're going to start noticing different sensations. Start at the base of your body, at your feet, and work your way up to the head. Or you can go the opposite way and start at the top of your head and work your way down. If you start with your head, then you're going to simply notice if there's any tension in your head area. If there is, where is it? Is it in your temple area? Is it behind your eyes? Is it in your cheek area? Or is it your neck? And so you're going to work your way down. You're going to go to your shoulders. You'll go to your chest, your stomach, and then your legs, your thighs. And then you'll work your way down to your feet. And you're going to notice each section of your body, if there's any tension, if there's any palpitations, whatever that is, you're going to notice it. And intermittently, you're going to be taking some deep breaths. As you notice it, what you'll do once you finish with the full body scan, you're going to record what it is that you noticed, how long it lasted, and you're just going to make some notes about it. So if in fact you did a scan and you felt tension in your head, you're going to write down that you felt tension in your head. You're going to write down what it felt like and if it was consistent throughout your body scan. What happened after you breathe? You're going to write down the responses to that. Okay, and this can simply take about three to five minutes or so, okay, y'all? doesn't have to be a long time. Just do it consistently for a period of time until you get into the habit of being able to check into your own body scan every day without being prompted. It'll be something that will become a habit for you. And remember, the more that you learn to notice what's happening in your mind and your body, the more you can effectively support the times that you're feeling anxious. Okay, y'all, that was a lot, a lot. Thanks for hanging in there on this episode. I just wanted to give you as much as I could about anxiety because I know, again, that you're going to need to have some information for yourself and to share with others that are in your families, your tribes, and your friend circles. 
So thanks for hanging in. I hope you feel more informed about something that's so common and especially for right now. And listen, as always, know that you are not walking this path alone. I am walking right alongside you. God loves you. I love you. And make sure you take care of you.